the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my time. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. And now, here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. The program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God family, country. Friends, it's great to be with you today. I hope you're enjoying a wonderful weekend here in the month of February. And speaking of our founding traditions, as you know, um, February is is the day where we celebrate, quote, President's Day. Uh, and I've got some thoughts about that, too, because at one time it was where we, when we um, celebrated George Washington's birthday specifically, and I'm much more of an advocate for that than just the generic throw lump everybody in, uh, you know, kind of thing that we've got now. So, but anyway, so that, the point is, <laughs> we're our topic will be um, in our first half of our show, uh, largely patriotic and s- celebrating our presidents, uh, especially the the noteworthy and the outstanding presidents. And starting with George Washington, of course, his birthday, February 22nd, was just Thursday of this past week. So, and as as many of you know, certainly all of you, hopefully, that listen to our show on a regular basis know, um, I um, have hold George Washington in in extraordinary esteem. I think he was certainly one of, if not the greatest man that I'm aware of in history that ever lived— now, some people might say Jesus Christ. I would say not Jesus Christ is God. I see Jesus Christ as God, so I don't see him as, as, as totally only a man. But so anyway, I just put that on the record for those that would, would think that way. But um, anyway, I think that it's impossible to overestimate the impact and the abilities of George Washington and the impact of him on the founding of our country. So we'll be talking about that in our show today. And we're very pleased to be joined by truly an expert, a legitimate expert, on this topic, our regular contributor and our friend, Derek Hicks, president of Thompson Jewelers. We'll go to Derek in just a moment. First of all, of course, I want to remind you that our show was presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. And of course, Christner's is where you'll find generous servings of prime beef and cold water Australian lobster served in an atmosphere of old school elegance and sophistication. Now let's go to our guest in our first half of our show, Derek Hicks, president of Thompson Jewelers, an expert on the founding of our country and our Revolutionary War generation. Derek, thank you for joining me, and I can't think of a better guest to join me um, on the topic we have today. Hey, Roger. How are you doing today? Glad to be here. Great show. Thank you. Yeah, well, I've uh, been, re- been re-energized, if you will. I'm always... I get a burst of energy and great feeling whenever I think about George Washington or read about him, and which I pretty much do on a weekly basis. And uh, so anyway, I'm excited about his birthday, and I want to share a little bit more about him with our listeners today. And and um, 
it's great to have you joining us because I know that you um, you feel the same way and um and but also that uh, we might have a chance to talk about some other presidents as well yeah i would love to yep george washington definitely i think stands out as the my number one pick for the greatest president and i've got a uh, just a couple things i'd like to share about george washington but first of all, i'd like to go to you and can you share, you know, some of the reasons? And, of course, I always, once I start talking about him, you know, I end up going on and on and on. So I'll have to be uh, very careful about that because, of course, our show only has limited time. But um, can you share some of the, the, the top reasons that you hold George Washington in such esteem? And, you know, from a historical and factual perspective, why you, you know, made the statement you just made that he, um, he, he was so influential in the founding of our country? Uh, well, you know what? The first thing that comes to mind, of course, is his character, which was, as you point out, one of the greatest men who ever lived because of his character. But I think in that character part, he answered the greatest call of all. is after two terms, he stepped down as president. If you remember at that time, he could have easily tried to be king even before his first two terms. A lot of them talked about him being king. And he refused to be king, and he and after two terms he stepped down when he easily could have went for a third and a fourth term. And remember that at that time there was no rule exactly that said you could only serve two terms. That was not until later on in history where they uh, after Roosevelt that they changed the law. But anyway, that was the greatest of all to step down when you had total power. You could have been a king. And yet you stepped down, and uh, that was probably his greatest thing that I admired the most about him. And just you know, that's a great one, great point, Derek. And, and just to flesh it out even a little bit, um, you, you know, a, 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 even for one thing, he even had people advocating and, and, and literally begging him, you know, to stay. Frankly, and 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 one of the one of the most impactful things about that, even more so than just doing it at that specific time was the precedent that he set, you know, for future future presidents and, and for the future of America. So that was that was the model, if you will, that George Washington set that, hey, we, we, we're not going to, you know, our American people are not going to have to worry about a dictator. Uh, we're we're going to, you know, we have the precedent of, of the peaceful, the peaceful transition of power, which which was which was amazing. And that set a, a powerful message for the rest of the world. And I would just add too, uh, a lot of people, Alexander Hamilton, uh, for example, and I love Alexander Hamilton, um, but a lot of the the, the high federalists, if you will, uh, wanted you know uh, Washington or even other any other great leader to stay. Um, ha- Hamilton's even a record of saying he thinks the president should serve for life. So, so that that was that's a great thing to point out, Derek, because that's no small feat at all. That was a, a, a he was Washington was getting strong influence not to step down. Right. Well, you know what? And I think what you said in that also shows, can you imagine? Because then you had in your cabinet, you had Hamilton, but then you had Jefferson, who was the anti-federalist, who (laughs) even just totally free government. And so they're on the same cabinet, but Washington was able to hold them together and use both of them to hold our country together. So again, that was his great ability to take different factors and hold the country together at the start when it was in jeopardy of coming apart several times. No, so true. And, and, and um, both during the war, the Revolutionary War, 
um, and as president, even in the interim, you know, he was the one that was unanimously selected uh, and even persuaded to preside over the con- the, the constitutional convention, uh, unanimously su- su- selected by all sides to be the man that presided over that. Um, and then one more thing, too, you know, he could have done the same thing as General Washington. In fact, he was strongly urged by some of his, you know, closest officers and most loyal officers uh, to uh, take the reins of government and become a, a strong man, if you will. I don't know if you go so far to call it dictator, but, but, but pretty much just to take control in his role as general uh, because the, the, um, the country under the Articles of Confederation were so weak, the country was, was failing so badly at, even at that time. They couldn't even pay the officers. The officers were uh, you know, two years behind uh, in their pay and, and re- literally ready to rebel. Um, that's a whole other issue, the Newberg conspiracy, which I'm going to address uh, much more in depth on future shows. But but once again, the point is Washington resisted um, not only the temptation, but the urging of, of his strongest supporters and most loyal supporters. Uh, and, and there were a lot of good reasons he probably could have, you know, that you could make the case that he sh- that that's, that a strong leader should have uh, stepped in and, and, and taken more of the reins because uh, because of the weakness uh, of the leader of, of just the structure of the of the Articles of Confederation. But once again, Washington you know was was steadfast in his belief in the ideal of the United States of America as a republic, and and he he you know he he made the personal example. To, to set that example, to, to, to turn away from power, both as the military, the strong, the, the most powerful military leader in the country and as the as the president. Amazing. As you said, yes, it is. It is pretty amazing. All he did. You, we could have show after show just about uh, President Washington or General Washington. However, you could just talk about he did so many incredible things. And I think that's why he's ranked number one is I love a lot of the other presidents, but I don't think there's anyone above him. No, I agree, and especially since he was the first one, and especially, as you mentioned, because of the dual role, not just as president, which was extraordinary, but as as the leader of the Continental Army, uh, which led us to victory over the British, which is, is, that was such an underdog feat, it's almost irrational, uh, really, literally, to even think of such a thing. And then, uh, of course, they did it with, as he he always stated, with the blessing of of divine providence, which was with God's blessing. I, I will say one more thing about George Washington. Before we go to break, and then when we come back, friends, uh, Derek and I will talk about some other presidents, some other, and we're going to share who were some of our favorite presidents and who we think some of the uh, the not-so-great presidents were. Um, but the main thing before we go to break, I want to mention about George Washington as well, is, and this and this is, you know, there's so many you know great things about him, this rarely makes it to the top top of the list, um, but you kind of have to read a, you know, a lot about him and know a lot about him to, to really discern, but... Was he? He just had incredible um, a, a, a emotional intelligence. He had an incredible ability to make the right decision in so many any different uh, circumstances. And, and the main point, though, I want to make is that you know we think of the as you study more and more about the his role as General Washington and even his life before um, he became General Washington. Washington was a true swashbuckler. He was an action hero. I mean, he was the uh, yeah. he was in, in in today's parlance. He was uh, you know an action the kind of people they make action hero movies about. Except he was a living example of that. Uh, Battle of Trenton is, is, is a prime example. But the point I'm making, he when you read some of his letters and his correspondence with Congress, 
and, and Congress oftentimes did not make good decisions. Um, they made decisions that were detrimental to uh, to the war effort. They made decisions that were contrary to what Washington thought was best and wanted to do uh, in, in promoting certain generals, overlooking other certain generals. That's just one example. Um, obviously, they're incredible, the inept ability to try to raise money and, and raise supplies for the Army. Um, but it's amazing how deferential George Washington was to Congress. And and that's something that, you know, the, the, the action hero personality, if you will, um, in most cases, if not virtually all cases, doesn't really have that uh, that part of their personality, you know, to accept. Uh, but but the point is, it, it speaks to Washington's belief in Republican government um, th- that there had to be the civilian authority and that the military authority um, was subservient to the to the military, to the to, to the, you know, the, the statesman, uh, to, uh, civilian authority. And, and it really amazes me sometimes because sometimes I almost wish that Washington would say, look, no, I'm not going to do that, <laughs> you know, or no, uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to appoint this guy as my gen-. but But he was amazingly acquiescent and respectful of of Congress. And, and, and it wasn't because you had so many brilliant people at the time, but but it was but it was because he, he just had that incredible belief in that you know he wasn't going to be the one that that made this into a strong man kind of a system he was going to defer to the legitimate republican civilian authority um you know even when he didn't agree with them and even when he was probably more, a lot more right uh, than they were that's right so yeah it, what what watch you're talking about an action here when when you said that i thought about remember he would ride into battle at general washington and a lot of times he would lead the men into battle and he'd walk out in the middle of a field while they're in battle and just stand there, and they'd all his men would be afraid for him. And, of course, he, that's where it kind of got famous that uh, he couldn't be shot. Remember, he was that's one of the things they said about him. Couldn't die in battle or be shot in battle. He was fearless. And, and that said, you know, yeah. obviously, a powerful message to, to the troops and to the men as well. I mean, the epitome of a leader. Yeah, the first exactly. Guy. I'll want to fight for that kind of. If that's my general, I'm going to give every. I'm going to fight for that general. You know, you got the general nowadays. They sit <laughs> back behind the lines. They don't even. They're come in Washington. Close to the line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, and they, you know, I don't even know how you would follow them. It'd be awful tough. That's a great point, Derek. And thank you. Yes, the the, the epitome of a of a leader. He was always a lead from the front. Um, in, in putting his life in danger numerous, numerous times, fearlessly. But anyway, we're going to go to a break right now. When we come back, we'll continue our discussion of, of, of President's Month, what I'm calling it, specifically uh, George Washington. And also we're going to talk about some other presidents as well with Derek Hicks, president of Thompson Jewelers. And, of course, it's all presented by our friends at Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. We'll be right back. Please stay with us. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Friends, welcome back. It's great to be with you today. Thank you for joining us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show, presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. Joined by regular contributor and special guest Derek Hicks. We're talking about the presidents. We've extended on the Roger Franklin Williams Show, we've extended President's Day to President's Month. Of course, we've been talking about the, the great presidents, or you know, some of my favorite presidents all month long. Derek has joined us as well to do that, um, and of course, uh, my favorites are George Washington, um, Ronald Reagan, and, and in, in more recent years, I'd put Donald Trump right up there um, as well. Um, but and before we go back to Derek Hicks, of course, I want to let you know about our friends over at Miller Sod Sales and remind you that 
the great people at Miller Sod Sales strive to do their best for every customer every time. Miller Sod Sales takes great pride in their clean, well-maintained equipment, their honest, dependable work, and of course, their fresh quality sod. Now, as we begin a brand new year, let Miller Sod Sales green up your life. Family owned and operated since 1995. You can find out more at John Miller Trucking and com. That's John Miller Trucking and com. Now back to Derek Hicks. And Derek had an idea that he would like for us to, to wanted me to share with you and us to share with you. And, you know, Derek, why don't you uh, share that with us? Yeah, well, you know what? I heard about these every now and then you hear this where so-called experts and I, uh, Roger, me and you have talked about the so-called experts. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's, a, lot, it's a lot more, a lot more so-called than expert based on my yeah, experience. Exactly. So, yeah, Doctor Fauci. Do, yeah, Doctor yeah. Fauci, Exhibit A. <laughs> yes, because so, somebody like that. If if you wear yeah. the mask, you won't get the COVID. If you take the shot, you won't get the COVID. Uh, how did that work out? We know that'd be another show. But anyway, no. So so-called expert came out with the best president. And lo and behold, I think like with a 15th or 12th was Joe Biden. <laughs> so I said, oh, my gosh, you're talking about somebody that doesn't know the presidents. And you know the president so well. And, uh, you know, our audience, too, knows him pretty well. And I think each of us, if we did our top three, I think uh, mine, yours may be a little different than mine. And other people, if you know, maybe they could send into your Facebook. But you had the top three. And the top, the worst three, and the three that come to mind with my top ones, of course, with Washington, we talked about number one. Number two, I'd have to give it to uh, old Abe, uh, Abraham Lincoln, because I think he he saved the Union and uh, just what he withstood. He was incredible, a man similar to Washington and all that he had to put up with, and, of course, gave his life in the long run for our country. And then third is President Reagan. I being uh, and, the, and a lot of people say, well, President Reagan, and uh, he brought America back. America, as you know, was kind of lost, and under Carter, the Malays, and uh, the American spirit was gone, and he brought it back, and he turned the country around, and then he did something for the world. He ended the Cold War that had been going on for a year since the uh, World War II. He ended the Cold War without even firing a shot. And millions of people in Eastern Europe tasted freedom because of President Reagan. So there's no way you can't say he's in the top, if not third, he would be maybe five, the top five. And in modern presidents, uh, I would definitely put Trump up there in the modern presidents, yes. So that would be mine. What is yours, Roger? Um, I would say, and, and, and I, I would just qualify it by saying this is largely influenced by my own lifetime, Obviously, so um, and then it's also added that I don't put a stock. I'm, you know, kind of it, for the very for, for the very reasons that, that Derek just mentioned. I take all of uh, what I read uh, from so-called historians, uh, professional historians, with a grain of salt. Now there are some outstanding ones. David McCullough, I put it, you know, at the top of the list, and he's totally legitimate. Um, but um, you know, author of the book 1776, as well as many others, he did that great biography on John Adams. But um. So anyway, I'm, I'm, it's going to be heavily skewed to my, my lifetime, um, but I would say certainly George Washington uh, stands alone at the top. Um, I would say Reagan second, uh, and and I would I would say that um, I'm, I'm certainly an expert on Reagan, 
Not um, because I lived, I lived it. I mean, you know, you know Reagan. Yeah. I actually literally, just for a little personal example, I when I you know, registered to vote, and back in those days it was eighteen years old. You could register at eighteen um, here in Florida. Um, I registered as an independent because I didn't re- identify with either party at the time. You know, Gerald Ford was president. Um, you know, I got a lot of respect for for President Ford, but you know, I wasn't that, that enamored with him. Um, so anyway, I just you know I I, I registered as, as an independent because ne- neither party uh, really spoke to me in terms of who, who I wanted to be identified with. And so when you had the primary of 1976, that's when Reagan challenged Gerald Ford, you know, to, to as president, uh, you know, to try to unseat him as president. Um, I re-registered as a Republican so that I could vote for Reagan in that primary. So that's that's how far back I go with, with Reagan. Even I even you know, remember the great job he did as governor of California for eight years. So, but pretty much just to say, w- without repeating, this, the same exact things you said. And this is something I read about. It's not something that's you know uh, somebody shared with me. This is what I lived. I know what life was like uh, under Jimmy Carter, uh, and, and the American spirit was crushed. You know, we, we we had hostages on Iran. You know, we 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 had an image of weakness around the world. Our economy was the worst economy we literally had had, had ever had. Certainly in you know probably the least last hundred years at least. Um, and uh, I mean, bordering on you know after the after the Great Depression, um, and people were discouraged, and and there wasn't hope. And you know we you know the. the Major institutions were failing. the the, the car the, the the auto industry was getting killed by Japan. You know, everywhere you looked, it, 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 and there was there were a lot of um, influential people that were saying, "Yeah, well, America's best days are gone." I mean, America peaked, and this is just what happens with societies. You know, they're on the downward spiral, uh, downward trend. And Reagan came along with, with and with the, with his message of optimism and hope, and the specific things he did. Which were anti, you know, everything the opposite of what the, the the liberals had been doing since Johnson and and um and Carter and so forth, and, and completely turned the country around. So I mean, I lived it, I saw it. Yes, that's true. Yeah, and I got the great honor to uh, meet President Reagan. So, and one day I'll tell you uh, the audience the story. But he was the same man, uh, genuine, humble, and just an incredible man, even when you met him. So he was. He was who he was in public as he was in private. Absolutely great role model, and it, well, yeah. For, and you, 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 and I were young back in those days, and you're still young. Yeah. But, but I, I mean, I just remember what a great role model he was for for, for young people and for young men. Yeah, exactly. He still, he still inspires both of my sons, even though uh, you know he was long gone. By the time you know they could hear him live, they both will listen to him on YouTube and. And both of them are impressed and uh, did book reports at school about him and, and <laughs> even did speeches. He did, redone it, redid his speech before. So uh, a good man, by the way, for the listeners, if you want someone for your sons and daughters and grandsons and grandsons to look up to, that would be a good example, President Reagan. Absolutely, and and you know, um, once again, he's kind of like George Washington. We could do a show on Ronald Reagan every year, every week, and not even scratch the surface, but um, of all the great things about him. But and an absolute political. Was, go ahead. Who was your worst? You got any? Yeah, worst I'll tell you. What, I want to finish the thought about Reagan right now. Okay. Um, was an absolute political genius. I mean, and I'm talking, this is a way from, I'm not talking about ideology. I'm not talking about whether he was a good guy or not. 
just just in the political arena, he was absolutely he was a Michael Jordan of politics. You know, he, he could yeah. take an issue and frame it uh, so that you know the majority of people you know w- would believe in it. He had he in his his, his common sense simplicity. You know, he could just cut through uh, seemingly complex problems and just have you know common sense solutions based on our constitution and based on our traditional American principles. Um, which I would I would you know say AKA also known as you know modern day conservatism, um, and and you know he 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 was Reagan was able to get tens of millions maybe hundreds of millions of people on his side to vote for him to identify Republicans that that weren't even necessarily not only that weren't Republicans but might not even be have been conservatives you know I mean just all this great sea of people in the middle non affiliated voters independent voters um you know, broke uh, in in waves uh, for, for, for for to support Reagan and that's just cuz he was such a political genius it's true yep he was the last one won 49 out of the 50 states <laughs> and um yeah we're going to get a another break um and I'll tell you you know, my third one before we go to break and then if you can stay with us one more segment Derek um we can explore some other uh presidents as well okay um, Sounds but, good, Roger. But I would say, yeah, my third would be Trump. And as I said before, at, you know, my list is heavily influenced by my own lifetime. Um, I've got more confidence speaking to that than than, than anything else. But yeah, I, I would put uh, Trump at at a, at a solid third place. And you know, I mean, there's so many great things about Trump. I mean, he's obviously he's got his his you know his downsides like we all do. But um, just the cur- the, the courage it, to me um, is, is amazing to stand up against uh, the powerful forces. That, that that are against him worldwide, uh, you know, the forces of globalism, the, you know, just the, you know, the, 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 the swamp, if you will, the, the, you know, uniparty, however you want to call it, um, uh, Washington. I mean, I, I think uh, that situation is, is much worse now than it was when Reagan was in. Um, he stood up to him, too, of course, and did it incredibly effectively. But anyway, just the way that, that Trump uh, is relentlessly continues to fight uh, on behalf of the uh, the American people against the the the, 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 the power structure, if you will, um, and and I would say the forces of of globalism and totalitarianism um, is just is amazing. So, anyway, friends, we're going to a quick break. We'll be right back with Derek Hicks as we celebrate Presidents Month on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Please stay with us. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. And this is my turn. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Hope you're enjoying the program with special guest Derek Hicks, President Thompson Jewelers, authority on the American founding of America in the Revolutionary War period, uh, and a regular contributor to our show. And uh, we'll go back to Derek in just a moment. Of course, the Roger Franklin Williams Show is presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. And Right now, of course, I want to remind you about our friends over at Florida Door Solutions and let you know that they support our program and all the programs you hear right here on AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer, and our messages of patriotism and support for our free enterprise system. So when you have garage door problems, remember, Florida Door Solutions has your solution. And you can find them at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR. Please... And please tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. 
And it also is another great time for me to, of course, give a shout out to our to the guys, uh, great guys up at Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair. And of course, as we go into a brand new year, and spring isn't too far away now, uh, it's time to remember that the Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair is our one-stop headquarters for all of our lawn and garden needs in 2024. They sell only the best outdoor power equipment products and lawnmowers in the business. You can find out more about them at apopkamower.com. That's apopkamower.com. Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair. It's where they sell the best and they fix the rest. And now we'll go back to, to Derek Hicks. And, you know, Derek, you had mentioned uh, the worst three presidents as, as well, and I'd like to love to get your list. Well, I know, and I don't want to be like you. I don't want to be biased and just say sound like them, but – You have to say, with what Biden's doing on the border by itself, that alone would make him pretty close to definitely be in the top three worst presidents. Because what's that cause is we don't know how many terrorists are now within the country, how many drug dealers are in the country now, how many uh, gang members are in the country and how much crime, and I'm so glad President Trump now mentioned that he's going to have his own category for uh, crime for the illegals that have come over across the border. So we'll never know the impact right now, but I think it will be massive impact. We already see how it's affecting different cities. I think it's only going to get a lot worse. And so I would say he's got to be definitely in the top three of maybe not the worst president. And it has nothing to do with, you know, I wouldn't put Carter up there. Carter, a lot of people mention Carter, but at least he loved America. He made some bad decisions, yes, and he did some things he shouldn't have done. But I think he cared about the country, and he loved the country. Biden can care less about the country and is destroying it. So that's the wor- one of the worst. Woodrow Wilson also from the past. Uh, you know, he got us in World War One when we didn't have to. He promised that he wouldn't get us into World War One. He brought us into World War One. So tens of thousands of Americans were slaughtered. And it's it's because of him and what happened in World War One. It set it up for Hitler to be able to come into power and, of course, make World War Two, which was far worse on the number of people killed, injured in the destruction, and it was set up a lot because of what Woodrow Wilson had done with the League of Nations. So uh, anyway, those are two that come to mind as some bad ones. There's some other ones, but I don't know. We only got a certain amount of time, so who would be be some of your worst, Roger? Yeah, I'll share just a second. Uh, your friends, I want to uh, reset. You're listening to the Roger Frank and Williams Show. Uh, we're continuing on the Roger Frank and Williams Show. We're celebrating Presidents Month, not just Presidents Day. And as I said before, I like to go back to the days when we just celebrated George Washington's birthday specifically. I'm not a fan of just generic, generic making everything generic, and uh, I, I I much rather prefer to support to. Um, celebrate George Washington's birthday than just the generic President's Day. But but there's some other great presidents, such as Ronald Reagan, that were born in uh, February as well, and, of course, Abraham Lincoln. So that they got that point, too. But um, And, you know, Derek, we're, we're joined by Derek Hicks, President Thompson Jewelers and regular contributor to our show. And Derek, at our Derek's suggestion, we're talking about our uh, both our three best and worst presidents. 
I said my three best uh, for, from my perspective are George Washington, Reagan, and Trump. Um, and, and Derek, who did you, who who were your first your, your three? I had uh, Washington, Lincoln, and Reagan. And now we're going to talk about the the worst. I'm going to share my worst. Um, so and, and and also, Derek had another great idea. And if you want to communicate with us, friends, um, you know, um, via Facebook. And, and share your top three and your bottom three. We'd love to hear from you. you or you can, you can also go to the, um, to the Facebook page for the answer Orlando.com Facebook page, our, our regular station Facebook page, or you can go to my personal Facebook page at Roger Williams. Um, and there's also a Roger Franklin Williams show Facebook page. And there's even a talking old school Facebook page. So in fact, I'm going to be posting the crossing, the movie, the outstanding movie, in my opinion, um, that was made about the Battle of Trenton uh, and, and Washington's uh, and the backstory of the Battle of Trenton uh, um, that was produced about 20 years ago. That's going to be on my Facebook pages. Uh, but anyway, if you want to go to my Facebook pages or or the Answer Orlando uh, Facebook page and share your top your favorite top, your your top three presidents, your bottom three presidents, uh, we will, we encourage you to do that. I would say, uh, you know, a little bit different thoughts than you about Jimmy Carter. He was solidly uh, in first place with me until Biden came along. And I'd have to say, uh, I think Biden is, is about getting to the point where he's edged ahead of him right now. Um, and, and it, you know, for, for a lot of reasons, we, that's another topic we could talk about for a long, long time. Uh, all the reasons you stated, just I would say the first thing that comes to mind is just the, 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 the incompetence and ineptitude and, 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 and really the disturbing fact that, uh, from my perspective, he's not in control. You know, he, he's not running the country. So which makes me wonder, well, gee, who, who is running the country? And when you take a hard look at some of the people that he's surrounded with, um, which many of them were in Obama's uh, inner circle, I mean, that's that's very uh, dis- disturbing. So um, anyway, uh, and for a lot of other reasons, you know, and we haven't even gotten into the corruption, um, which is a whole nother issue. I mean, that that might put him at the top all, all by itself uh, if you really took a hard look at that. But um you know, and I think, you know, largely similar situation with Jimmy Carter, just the mood in the country um, now. I mean, you know, the weakness that we're displaying, um, certainly uh, you know, militarily. And, you know, it just it's it, it, it's it's it, it's not just a bad situation. It, it's a dangerous situation, um, you know, to, to be in the in the state of weakness. You know, we are right now. And I attribute a lot of that to, to, to Biden's you know, ineptitude and incompetence. Um Jimmy Carter, you know, like, you know, I lived just like I lived Reagan. I lived Jimmy Carter. Yeah, I, I see your point about, you know, Carter was, I think, literally a patriotic American. Um, his heart was in the right place, uh, you know, professed Christian. Uh, he, but I mean, the, the, the level of the competence, you know, really damaged the country. Uh, and I'm taking it, I took it personally then, and I'm, I'm still taking it personally. Um, so I put him at number two. And then I would say Woodrow Wilson, number three, for the reasons you stated, was uh, the more I learn about kind of in the way that I, the more I learn about Washington, George Washington, the more I respect him, the more I learn about um, Woodrow Wilson, the more I loathe him. You know, he he, he was a, he was um, he had that same mentality that we're dealing with now, like a globalist mentality. Um, and as you said, he promised the country he ran on a platform that he would keep us out of World War One, which is what we what the people wanted. And and one of the first things he did when we got in there was to to get us into World War One. Um, and and you know, 
tens of thousands of, of young Americans were sent over to Europe. I still can't figure out a reason for that of even happening. What are we doing in the middle of their war um, that they created for themselves and, and, and died and, and suffered horribly? So, you know, it, you know, again, we could, we could, you know, talk forever almost about all the many reasons that Woodrow Wilson was a, was a terrible president. And, and then, um, and I would, but I would add close behind him uh, an honor, you know, um, you know, close at his heels would be Lyndon Johnson. Um, and the more yeah. I read about him, uh, once again, the more I less respect uh, I have for him, specifically in terms of Vietnam. Now, you can make the case that that domestic policy, um, Johnson was and he was a genius, you know, at Congress and how to get policy done and all that. He'd been the Senate majority leader for a long time before that. He knew the way the inside game was played and he knew how to get legislation passed and all that. Um, so some people would give him points for that, you know, um, um you know, of course, it was all from a liberal perspective. The Great Society was a bunch of things that Reagan had to come along and undo, basically, because uh, they were such bad ideas and had such bad results. But, but the, the, how about the uh, the civil rights movement itself? It's interesting because Johnson couldn't get enough votes for the civil rights movement, uh, the civil rights law, uh, so he had to go to the Republicans, and the Republicans all voted for it. Or it never would have passed because so many Democrats were against it. Yes, yeah, certainly. Uh, yes, uh, Senator Everett Dirksen was uh, the minority, the Senate minority leader at the time, and he was he was crucial in those efforts. But I, and I would give Johnson some credit on civil. I mean, I would give Johnson you know, credit on civil rights. That's the reason I, I guess he's behind Woodrow Wilson um, on my list because he, he I mean he, he did do some good things, um, specifically in terms of civil rights. And and he used his you know phenomenal abilities um, at knowing how to how Congress worked and knowing how to get things done to do that. And, and I would give Johnson credit for getting the Republicans on board because uh, he knew how to. Back in those days, Republicans and Democrats would actually work together on on, on some issues. And um, but you're, but you're right by making that point, and that's a point that never gets made. Is it was it was the Republicans were 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 solidly behind the the civil rights. Um, you know, uh, legislation and, and, and a lot of Democrats were, were not. Uh, but of course, it's portrayed exactly the opposite these days by the by the corporate media. So but anyway, yeah, my three would my three worst, my three best would be George Washington, Reagan, Trump, my three worst, Biden, Carter, Woodrow Wilson, followed closely by LBJ. And and, the re- and it didn't even get into the reasons I would put LBJ. The, the main reason is Vietnam. You know, he lied about getting us into Vietnam, just like Woodrow Wilson did about uh, World War One. And it really, and this is a whole other topic for another day, but I think it would be a fascinating one, is, you know, I just have to honestly say, if I'm being purely honest, and I look back at Vietnam from start to finish, I don't think we should have been there. I think it was a mistake to go there. And I think that's just an incredible tragedy. 58,000 plus men died. Many other lives were destroyed. Bodies were destroyed. Arms blown off. Legs blown off. Um, you know, men coming back, uh, you know, shattered emotionally. Um, you know, for what? You know, um, so anyway, that's uh, I put that on yeah. there and I put that on Johnson. Well, we know the president that keeps us out of war because <laughs> when he was president, <laughs> there was no war. <laughs> Russia was scared of him, so they wouldn't you. They wouldn't you attack Ukraine. Guess what? That is what why we need President Trump again. I think the the wars would stop the. Uh, you notice there was no war in the Middle East because of the Abraham Accords. He had brought enemies together that had never been before brought together. So yes, when it comes to 
not having us in war. I think people don't realize that Reagan's peace through strength works, and President Trump realized that too. Peace through strength works. That's a great point, and it's, it's, that's another topic for another day. I didn't even mention when I was talking about why Trump is on my list. It, he had the, the the guts to take on the military-industrial complex. I mean, that's a, one of the reasons he's being trying to be destroyed now. I mean, I mean, you know, when you just you can stop literally for <laughs> sixty seconds for uh, for two or three minutes and start thinking about the about all the profits that are made when America goes to war. And, and who makes those profits, and it'll boggle your mind. And, and it helps. And, and, and I've been wondering for about two decades now, why are we in a lot of in, in these engagements? Do we really need to be in all these engagements, you know, even in the Middle East? Do we need to be in staying there, um, et cetera, et cetera? Well, you, you start to you know, put, look at it through um, your profit uh, you know, p- uh, paradigm, and and you, know, you you start to get some unfortunate answers. So and 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 and, and, and when you think about people that have that kind of you know, of uh, profits and money, money at risk by a guy like Trump that stands up and say, "Hey, we're going to we're going to stop doing this." I mean, it helps explain a, a lot as, as to why he's so so uh, hated by the establishment. But yeah, he had Trump had the guts to take on the military industrial complex, which which is unbelievable, you know, huge. Yes, he did. He did a great job, and hopefully, uh, people vote for him again so he can bring the country, make the country great again. Absolutely. Well, uh, Derek, you've certainly helped to make our show great today, <laughs> at least from my perspective, and, and I, I really appreciate it. So thank you for your for your insights and your and your good ideas. Great, great show. And I hope all the listeners will go to Facebook and send you their three best presidents and three worst, and maybe they can give us some examples of different than what we have or the ones we like and why they like them, too. I I always think I love the listeners, and I met a couple of them, several of them actually, and such good people. So we sure appreciate you listeners out there. You guys are incredible. Yeah, I'd love to see it. And let me just remind them one more. You can go to the Answer Orlando Facebook page and, and share those with us. You can also, and, and this show is the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Uh, you can also go to my own personal Facebook pages. One is just Roger Williams. You can find it probably through Google. If you're on Facebook, you can find it that way. I also have a Talk in Old School Facebook page. And also there's a Roger Franklin Williams Show Facebook page. So we welcome uh, your your top three and your bottom three presidents um, You know, uh, on, if you want to share those with us. Derek, great to catch up with you. Thank you for, uh, for your great contributions today. Yeah. Friends, we're going to go to another break. Please stay with us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now back to the studio. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Hope you're enjoying the program and having a great Sunday afternoon. Right now, we're pleased to. It was great to catch up with Derek Hicks of Thompson Jewelers and have a great discussion about President's Month. Of course, as we said on the Roger Franklin Williams Show, we're celebrating President's Month. Uh, in addition to President's Day, we're extending it. And um, but right now, we're pleased to be joined by another other other regular contributors. That's Marjorie Guzman and Carla Francisco from Topaz Clinical Research. And Marjorie, Carla, thanks for coming over. It's great to see you again. It's been a while. Hi, yes. Roger. Yeah, thank, thank you for having us. Thank you for having us again. Thank you. And before we go back to Marjorie and Carla, I want to, of course, give a shout out to our friends over at Sheeler Auto Repair. 
And as we are in the early stages of a new year, I know that some of us will be looking for a place to find to find a place that will care for our car, trucks, vans, any other vehicles we may own with old school honesty, integrity, and dependability. And if you don't have a place like that, I'm happy to to recommend my friends Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos at Sheeler Auto Repair. No job is too big or too small for the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. You can trust the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. In fact, that's where I take my car. I've been taking it there for over 21 years. They're located 1908 South Orange Watson Trail, Apopka. Now let's go back to Marjorie and Carlo to past clinical research. And you know, Marjorie, why don't we start with you? And um, can you just tell us, I know that you have, a, over the years, you've had a variety of studies that you offer um, at Topaz, and right now you uh, have an Alzheimer's study um, that, that you're involved with. Can you just give uh, some of the details to our listeners, and especially in, uh, let some of them know who um, may want to participate? Okay, well, well, thank you for having us again. And yeah, we wanted to talk a little bit about the studies we have going on. Um, we, everybody remember, we are the only clinical research site in Apopka, Florida. So we love to bring, um, you know, studies that could be helpful for our community. We have an Alzheimer's mild to moderate uh, study, um, which is going to be a two-year study. One of them is going to be one year where you're taking medication that you don't know what it is, and the other year is going to be what we call an open label. We know you will be taking the medication. And that's for anyone over 55 to 90 years old. We have another Alzheimer's with agitation, which is for anyone who is probably mild to moderate already with Alzheimer's who is having symptoms of agitation, meaning, you know, um, not sitting still or just, um, you know, in a bad mood. Um, just, you know, we, we can have that conversation, but that's for anyone over 55 to 85 years old, and that's a 12-week-long study. Um, we're bringing uh, really great studies. Also, um, this is with a new company that we made contact, and this is for um, just a collection of blood and urine. Um, there's a lot of places that, you know, you just kind of go in and you donate a tube of blood and a, a, you know, a little cup of urine. And this is for anyone who has Alzheimer's um, or mild cognitive impairment. Um, they're 40 years or over or um, also dementia with Alzheimer's disease. And that's also 40 years and over. Parkinson's disease, um, anybody who's 18 years and over who has um, any of the Parkinson's disease. And those are the ones where you're just going to collect blood and urine. Um, and we are Topaz Clinical Research. You can visit us at topazclinicalresearch.com or call us at 407-703-4342. Leave us a message. We can get back with you. And uh, one of the other things I wanted to mention, um, and, and people seem to forget, we do free memory screens, free memory tests for anybody who's 55 and over. So, you know, just kind of give us a call and, and, and get more information or just give us your name that, if, you know, you might have an interest or if you know someone who has any of these, um, you know, the, the, these um, that, that could probably qualify for one of our studies, um, just give us a call and we are available. It's a 407-703-4342, 407-703-4342. Um, and um, also wanted to invite you out if you, if you, you know, want to come by and visit us and ask questions. We are 2513 East Cimarron Boulevard, and that is between Line Drive and Wakiva Springs Road. On 436, and I always get it wrong, so this time I wrote it down so that I can remember to tell you all exactly where we are, between yeah. Line Drive and Wakaiba Springs Road. Yeah, very easy to find, and it's yeah. uh, very accessible by numerous roads throughout all of Central Florida. Yes, yes, and it's a big purple sign, and it says Topaz, you know, clinical research on it, so it, it'll be easy to find us. 
and Carla, can you, you know, what would you like to add? Well, I definitely want to um, emphasize the, the two new trials that we have coming on that are blood and urine collection trials. So um, if you have any, um, I guess some of the some of the things we may, may have dealt with here in the past um, with people that might be interested in doing a little bit something more um, with Alzheimer's or if they have it and they want to contribute somehow to the uh, to the advancement of the science of Alzheimer's, but also uh, maybe a little afraid to participate in a trial. These other two trials that Marjorie just mentioned, that they're just blood and urine collection, are perfect. <laughs> so definitely give us a call for those because um, this is a simple in and out. We're taking blood. We're taking urine. It's, it's being analyzed. They're using it for advancements. And, um, and that's it. So there's not a lot to it. Um, you get compensated and for you're it compensated too. You get for compensated. that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anytime you participate in any of our clinical trials, you get compensated for participating. Yes. What I was going to ask you: say uh, somebody, uh, some of our listeners might be out there and they might be thinking, "Well, gee, I might want to." Uh, participate in this, uh, one of these trials. Can you just mm-hmm. talk about the process? Because it's, it's very simple. Well, it's very simple. You know, we, we, we would have a conversation with you ahead of time because, you know, you do have to um, have the, the disease and we would the have diagnosis. probably the diagnosis and we would probably, you know, request your medical records. But um, you come in, we, we, we go through what we call an informed consent form, which tells you all of the details about what's going to happen in the study, you know, how long it's going to take, what medications you might, might not be taking, what procedures we're going to do throughout the study. So that's really the first step, um, if you do, you know, sign the informed consent form, then we move forward. And that's where we do our screening visits, where we would do our collections, our blood collections, any of the tests that need to be done. And then we have to see whether you qualify. So after we get results out of, you know, all of the tests and procedures that we might do or the blood collections that we do, then we see whether you qualify. Once you qualify in the study, then you know, you, you would come in and you would have regular doctor visits. Our doctor or our nurse practitioners would see you during your visits as needed. Um, our physical exams would be done. Um, depending on the studies, there's different procedures that we have to do, and we would have that conversation. So every study is different, but ultimately that's the process. It's, you know, you, you would we would schedule time for you to come in. And where Carla was mentioning um, where you can participate, um, a lot of people are afraid for that long process. But given, you know, a little bit of blood and a little bit of urine, that kind of will get you in the door to learn a little bit more about clinical research. And, you know, we are open to questions. So whenever you have a questions or you have concerns, we can always have that conversation. But it's a way to help future, you know, the the the. the the creation of future medications. Um, you know, let's all remember, you know, Tylenol and Motrin and all those medications on the counters, they all went through clinical research. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to contribute. And, you know, let's make a popka the clinical research. Uh, capital. Capital. <laughs> right. Yeah. When you said uh, the only clinical research firm in a popka, if I'm not mistaken, you're the only one on pretty much this side of, of town, right? Side of yes. Orlando. Yes. Side of Central Florida. Yeah. We, yeah. I know there's clinical research sites towards, well, I know there's one in Maitland and there's a couple uh, uh, towards the villages in Orlando. But pretty much we're between. It's just, it's just between us. it's just us, and um, you know we we always welcome you know uh, people to go on our website topazclinicalresearch.com, and there's a little form in there that you can say I'm interested, and then tell us what you're interested in. Because if we don't have it now, if we see that there's a need in the community, we'll start searching for those studies or contacting those pharmaceutical companies or you know just knocking trying to knock on some doors to get those types of studies. Um, so you're welcome to go in there and leave us a message. Um, you know, those come through all of our emails and we look at them every day. So, you know, go to topazclinicalresearch.com. And, and I'll just add, you know, knowing you like I do, and I've been over you know, to visit, you know, num- yes. numerous times at this point. Um, 
you, you know, it's a very inviting atmosphere. You know, when you hear the word clinical research or the term clinical research, and uh, and I probably this is probably the case uh-huh. for most, if if not all, you know, clinical clinical research facilities. Yes. Uh, there's kind of a very sterile, uh, you know, medical, uh, you know, um, you know, kind of kind of a feel to them. You know, institutional type yes. type feel, mm-hmm. um, whereas at um, you know to pass, it's a very warm and welcoming uh, environment that you've created. Well, we wanted to bring that to Apopka, you know, because that's kind of what Apopkins are about, and and the city of Apopka, we're welcoming, we're you know inviting to people. That's why we have so many people moving here, right? So <clears throat> we're trying to bring that to our our site. <laughs> Carla. Yeah, really like choking. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, the, exactly. That's that's the the energy, the the vibe that we have at Topaz Clinical Research is that it's supposed to be comfortable. That you're you're well, like you said, we're welcoming you in. We want you to be, you want you you know you can have a snack and water and everything. We have all of that for you there. So it's not supposed to be scary. It's supposed to be um, a positive experience, mm-hmm. and um, and that's what our our you know our location. That was the idea behind that. Is that. It's it's going to be positive experience for you. You're going to want to continue to do this, not just with us, but you know, with any other trial that's going on that you might be interested in, um, because we do believe in what we do. It's very important that you contribute to um, we the science or the, these clinical research mm-hmm. trials, because we're every day they're discovering um, something new that's going to help somebody uh, during this, you know, during some kind of disease or issue that they're having, yeah. um, and that's what the clinical research is for. So definitely. Um, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be a great experience. So, and, and that's what we try to provide. And the experience that we've had, as we all know, in the past few years, is is there enough enough data? Mm-hmm. And that's really what clinical research is. We're we're trying to collect that data so that we have enough information to say this is a good medicine or this is good medicine or this is bad. And so, really, when you participate in clinical research, you're participating and you're contributing to that data, which is very important. Um, and, and you know, we can all have another conversation about that, but the data is what's very important in the creations of medications. And I do want to emphasize before we go, because I know, uh, you know, and I would put myself in this category, you know, most people are not familiar with clinical research, how to even participate or or about anything, anything you do really. And I do want to continue to emphasize that, you know, people that do participate are, are compensated. Yes. Yes, we compensate you, um, and I think we and compensate there a pretty well. Compensation, as yes, well? it's considered a travel compensa- compensation. Depends on the studies and depends on the pharmaceutical companies. You know, we all have to we have to negotiate different compensations, but you know, we try to make sure that it's an, it's going to be enough to cover your gas and a, and maybe a lunch. You know, and and if anything, we'll have snacks. But but it's 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 to help you to get to the site. Um, we also provide transportation. So if we have patients who who want to participate. But they don't have transportation. That's something that we need to know. Send us a message because it's something we can try to negotiate with the pharmaceutical companies to get us some, you know, uh, transportation um, monies so that you can get to your to all of your visits. Um, and, you know, we, we do everything to to help you to remind, you know, remind you of your appointments and just have a conversation with you. And our doctors do and our nurses do that, you know, that and 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 understand that, you know, you're just not coming in and being ignored. You You will be followed by a doctor. Our doctor looks at all of the information. They follow up on your lab reports. They follow up on everything that's happening with the patients. Um, if you don't have an appointment where you need to see the doctor today, trust me, that doctor is very aware of everything that's happening. And and we love to work with doctors who want to participate. So it's not like we just bring in doctors that, you know, it's like I'm never going to see that patient or know about your patient. We we bring in doctors to, to work with Topaz who really have a passion for clinical research because that's really what we're passionate about. We love clinical research 
I've been in this industry for over 20 years, um, and I love what I do. And Carla, you know, she's been in it since I think she was 12 years old. So she's been participating in clinical research for over 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, so that's really the environment that Roger's talking about where we make it comfortable because we really love what we do. Friends to past clinical research, Marjorie Guzman, Carla Francisco, they're easy to deal with. And I would say they're fun, fun and easy to deal with. And you can find out more at topazclinicalresearch.com. That's topaz is spelled T-O-P-A-Z, topazclinicalresearch.com. Just look for the big purple sign on Highway 436 just east of Wekiwa Springs Road between Wekiwa Springs Road and Line Drive. Well, friends, it's been great to join you today. We hope you enjoyed the program. Thank you to Marjorie and Carla and also to our earlier guest, Derek Hicks of Thompson Jewelers. Friends, have a wonderful day. Thank Thank you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.